You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a cricket podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. In today's special episode, we will be focusing on the ongoing Women's T20 World Cup in Australia. And to discuss this with us, we have a really special guest joining us. In this segment, we have a special guest from the female cricket website, Mr. Vishal Yadav joining us. Hello, Vishal. Welcome to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, Ajit. So, would you like to tell us a little bit about your website and what gave you an inspiration to, you know, cover women's cricket? Absolutely. So, I started this platform, uh, this website in Feb 2016, exactly four years ago, with the whole idea, with the whole objective of promoting women's cricket around the world. Uh, luckily, the domain was available, femalecricket.com. So, I quickly bought it and that's how the journey began. Uh, prior to that, I've always been a cricket fanatic. Uh, I've always I've grown up in India, uh, just like every second, third uh, Indian boy. Uh, again, my dream was also to get into cricket to play for the country. Unfortunately, I was good with studies. So my parents told me to you know, pursue your education first and then probably get into sports. And also being a boy, uh, women's cricket, uh, it did not come very naturally to me. I, when I started in 2016, I did not know the names of all the cricketers. Uh, forget about Australian England cricketers. Uh, I did not even know who are the players in the Indian circuit, in the Indian cricket team. So uh, it has been a long journey. The last four years has taught me a lot of things with this initiative. And uh, I have never looked back. Uh, the day I started learning and reading about women's cricket, it has always uh, caught me more in more interested into this particular sector and uh, that's how things have been so far that seems like a very nice uh, you know niche thing to start off with so that's that was why i was very curious but you know when you look at the um, the competitiveness that we currently witness in the women's t20 tournament i think this tournament has mm-hmm. been more interesting than uh, i dare say many a, a men's t20 tournament right t20 world cup tournament for me at least so absolutely absolutely you know let's get into it so let's start off with the group stages uh, vishal so would you recollect any you know really good matches in the ongoing world cup that you would like to talk about in the group stages for yourself maybe we can uh, you know um, look at the team wise you know matches so i would say i don't know if mm-hmm. you were to look at mm-hmm. india's matches they have won all four out of four which in, in the end turned out to be really really crucial right. for them right <laughs> Absolutely. Let's start uh, talking about the very first match, the India-Australia match. How crucial is this match for India and so far, does it have any bearing on the upcoming match, do you think? So, again, it, it, the whole buzz around this tournament, uh, the justice was done uh, when India played against Australia and Australia and defeated them by 17 runs. Uh, nobody you know, right. uh, would have, could have asked for a better you know, start for this T20 World Cup. Uh, all credits to Australia, the media, uh, for creating that hype, for creating that buzz around this event. Uh, near about 15,000, 17,000 people turned up at the stadium, uh, at uh, the Sydney Showground Stadium in Sydney. Uh, 
on the 21st of feb and that's how you know, it all started really well and going forward as we witnessed uh, there were a couple of more crucial games which happened it wasn't uh, just the top uh, let's say two to three teams uh, namely india england or australia performing in the group stages but we also saw uh, the emerge of pakistan coming into the fore and and you know, uh, performing really well uh, we also saw some crucial games uh, with the teams like sri lanka and south africa and uh, overall it was a great group stage i have never seen a, a group stage as competitive as you know the, the 2020 edition so overall it was a great start to this tournament uh, uh, to answer your question india australia it, it did give that uh, jump india are sort of dark horses as far as i am <laughs> concerned in the women's t20 world cup yeah. uh, but before we get to that the traditional favorites you know australia and england both of them lost their very first game absolutely right? but then they were able to bounce back really well you know england had a tougher route so to say yeah. Yeah. but australia had a you know deciding quarter final right Correct. so england had to beat west indies pakistan they were very competitive matches in that sense absolutely. so but for you uh, if you were to go through let's say the uh, let's start off with the england team who has been let's say the standout performer for uh, the english girls in this tournament uh, well from england there's no doubt nat skewer has time and time and again stood up for england uh, she is currently the leading scorer and scorer from the english side uh, but again uh, it would be you know, unfair to give credits only to nat skewer because the bowlers also did a fantastic job uh, to give them the crucial wins when they needed it uh, credits to sophie eccleston uh, who also became the youngest to take 50 wickets and also katherine brandt and then you also have uh, you know bowlers and fielders who did a fabulous job for english side so uh, bouncing back from that first defeat against south africa uh, that's what you know the champions are known for so they won't give you that easy and that's what england shown and uh, it was uh, not fair from uh, their side that you know the match the final match that decided match was washed out yesterday uh had it been a reserve day had there been a reserve day probably would have we would have seen uh, one of the best games of the tournament india england uh, again england again were the favorites because of the past history they have never lost any game against india especially when it comes to the knockout uh, stages uh, but again the rain gods had some other plans and india were through for the final when you look at the tournament's top 3 run scorers as well as wicket takers you see two english batters in the top 3 yeah. and one english bowler in the top 3 that very well tells us you know the story of how competitive england's women have been and how unlucky they were to really miss out true there is also a, a wrist spinner right glen from the english uh, team uh, sara glen when we talk about wrist spinners right yeah so what do you what do you think uh, the impact of the wrist spinners has been in the tournament punam yadav from india you have uh, glen also i think um, there was a spinner from pakistan if i'm not wrong so Correct. this has been something different for this world cup absolutely so initially when the tournament you know, before the start of the tournament we all expected uh, that there would be a lot of bounce and uh, the australian wickets the australian pitches would favor uh, fast and medium pace bowlers but punam yadav in the very first game uh, you know proved everybody wrong with those leg spins and uh, taking four wickets in that crucial game and giving india that uh, you know uh, win against australia and she proved that you know the spin also uh, can do a lot of damage on the australian wicket 
and uh, now if you see the top bowlers the top wicket takers from the uh, tournament so far poonam yadav is at number 1 with 9 wickets at second we have megan uh, shoot and we also have you know jess johnson again who are leg spinners uh, there's shashikala sri vardhane again a leg spinner and sara glen amelia kid so if i if i look at the top 10 uh, bowlers with the most wickets from the tournament you will see seven of them uh, with again exceptions like megan and uh, shikha pandey and anya shaksol the, the pacers the, the fast bowlers in the side but then it's the ratio is 7 is to 3 so leg spinners have definitely done an excellent job in this uh, whole tournament uh, and again it becomes very difficult in the one of the press conferences the captain also spoke Uh, Harman Preet Kaur, she mentioned that you know, it is very difficult to uh, play uh, those flight deliveries from Poonam Yadav because again the batters have to uh, strike the ball really hard if you want them to uh, go beyond the boundary line. I think the captains are, are definitely keeping an eye on how to use their leg spinners well and how to use their spinners well. So when we look at the other, you know, strongly performing teams, so we can look first. Maybe look at uh, South Africa. I'm saving India and Australia <laughs> for the last because they're going to play the final. But when we look at South Africa, do you think the result yesterday was, you know, um, justified their uh, performance throughout the tournament in the semi-final? I mean, the semi-final where they lost very narrowly to Australia. So again, in, I would say that in semi-finals and finals, it's uh, you know, you, the games in semi-finals and finals cannot decide the fate. of the entire team uh, south africa were exceptional throughout the tournament they were unbeaten and uh, they still are uh, you know and from my perspective uh, yesterday's game again it was not a 20 over game it was reduced to 13 overs had there been 20 overs uh, probably you know south africa would have uh, made sure that the batters the top orders they get enough time to settle down and then they are very well known for and the slog hitting in the end so you never know probably mengen duprees or clotrian had they uh, been given uh, enough time and 20 overs they could have turned the game uh, in their favor and also there was not much to chase uh, once 33 134 uh, i think the batter the south african batters could have won that from there uh, had there been you know rain or the, the rain gods on their side but it was very unfortunate uh, for the match to be cut till to 13 overs and then they given uh, 98 to score which was again over 6 6 and 6 and a half uh, runs per over so in, in semi finals and finals you cannot really predict uh, uh, about a team's future about a team's overall uh, performance during the tournament well i mean australia came through Uh, it would have been a you know not a nice thing if australia had lost in the semi finals and the home team would not have been in the final but they were able to clinch that how about the other team that did really well in my opinion new zealand do you think they were a bit unlucky in that uh, you know the let's say the potential quarter final shootout against australia so australia have come through two such scrapes both in their potential quarter final as well as on the semi final day they had to fight really hard to get into the final right so how about new zealand what what do you think of their performances again so new zealand started off really well uh, against sri lanka and uh, then they lost the game against india by 3 runs again it was a very close encounter uh, amelia kher i'm not sure if you had seen the match but uh, if if you get a chance to watch the highlight it was one of the best matches of the group stages amelia kher 19 year old she was 
standing there alone and the people on the on the non strikers and were coming and going but then she stood there and made sure that you know the new zealand side came very close to the win and uh, the indian team again won just by 3 runs again in the next game new zealand won by 17 runs against bangladesh uh, but uh, you know when it came to india uh, sorry the australia and new zealand uh, that's when the australian had the last laugh they defeated new zealand by four runs overall as a team i would say uh, new zealand is a very strong side uh, the the bowlers have done really well the, the spinners especially and again you know there are few hiccups when it comes to the batting order which i'm sure they would be uh, going going back home and thinking about it there's 2021 world cup which is in new zealand next year there's not much time left for that and uh, uh, thirdly you know, 9 to 10 months left for this particular tournament the 2021 women's world cup so i'm sure the team will be going back and working more on their uh, batting order the the top order especially and with amy on uh, the the former captain out of the tournament once uh, she is back they she would also bring that stability to the team but without her also that the team was uh, really well and uh, you know made sure that they win those crucial games at the crucial juncture probably the match of the tournament so far has been that uh, that match you highlighted amelaker really striking out at the end and nearly bringing new zealand home versus india but following that the other match where they were able to defend 91 against bangladesh who had a chance to you know let me put it like this really make history right. as far as bangladesh women's cricket goes right they could have uh, won that game and if they had shown a little bit of presence of mind they panicked towards the end so those two were like really really interesting games the other really interesting game was for me when uh, pakistan started off on a winning note yeah right yeah. how how do you rate pakistan's progress during the tournament again if i compare it with the previous tournaments the previous editions of world cup or any icc tournament uh, this team this bunch of pakistan cricketers showed that you know they were there to win uh, showed that uh, extra courage which which is needed at crucial times their batters stepped up in the first game uh, which they won against west indies the, the champions of 2016 world cup it was purely because their bowlers did well uh the fielders you know did a decent job i would say they were not uh, excellent but they did a decent job and the batters basically uh, took their team home so uh, that's what we have seen time and again that you know the top orders in the pakistani side not performing uh, as per the expectations and then basically the middle orders uh, taking up uh, all the pressure but this time the batters at the top orders uh, were brilliant uh let's not forget the contributions of zaviria khan she was exceptional with her batting the shots which she played it was with so much of confidence and uh, you know the commentators and and the former ex cricketers of pakistan were all in praise of uh, bismas you know the confidence that she brought to this entire team in this world cup uh, the bowlers also did a very pretty uh, job with diana beg leading the leading the four uh but yes overall uh, the pakistan side looked much improved at this time and uh, now I'm, i'm looking forward to this whole team there there's so much being done at the domestic level in pakistan to ensure that uh, the female cricketers the women cricketers are playing good cricket most of the cricketers are contracted now 
so that also has given them uh, a lot of time to practice and take care of their cricket hopefully in next 2 to 3 years we will see you know a much improved side or a side which can give uh, good uh, competition to teams like australia and england they have just started building on the domestic structure and that is the reason why we also saw uh, some very young players coming uh, sayed arubasha was one talent which came from the domestic uh, structure she was only 16 and brought into the attack uh, at such an uh, such an early age so uh, going forward i see uh, a very good future for pakistan cricket all right uh, how about the west indians i felt they were a bit disappointing oh yes yes so again uh, west indies the, the kind of cricket they have played we would not complain uh, or what i would say uh, to put it in other words uh, the expectations are always high when it comes to west indies another 2016 women's t20 world cup uh, they won it against australia the defending champions but this time they they disappointed not just the fans but the the entire tournament a uh, couple of players were were just in the team out of their injury uh, for example deandra dotting there was so much expectations from her but then she could not uh, not perform well in the tournament uh, apart from stephanie taylor and anisa mohammed the leading uh, cricketers from the west indies side nobody actually looked in touch and uh, uh, cricket is a team game you cannot just rely on on two to three players all the teams all the matches which you see went really close or the teams uh, you know winning it again uh, were the matches where the entire team came forward and performed really well so you cannot just depend on two to three players and expect the entire west indies team to win the game so it was a bit disappointing from the caribbean side but i'm i'm very sure that once the team recovers once everybody is is uh, uh, back in the side and and doing well uh, they could you know, beat australia on their given day so it's just a matter of time and giving them uh, enough exposure speaking of you know over reliance on one player what are your thoughts on sri lanka and bangladesh <laughs> uh let me first start with bangladesh um bangladesh uh, you know they they started off really well giving a tough fight to the indian side again so they were decent team when it came to uh, giving a competition to the uh, the bigger teams like india australia or new zealand uh they did really well with their uh, all round uh, uh, cricket development be it batting bowling and fielding uh, the bowling basically stood out for me uh, the batting still needs lot of improvement but overall you know as a team they looked a good bunch uh, overall as a team they performed really well and uh, again so there are a couple of areas which they still need improvement on uh, probably the they should be looking to strengthen their their top orders and uh, the middle orders is based is currently looking stable but then the top order needs some attention and then you also need a uh, few wicket takers so you cannot just rely on jahanar alam to uh, not take wickets you got to have more two to three wicket takers in a side when you're competing in a world tournament like this so then you know uh, sri lanka uh, over reliance on chamariyatta pattu i would say 
श्रीलंका द ओनली नेम विच कम्स टू माई माइंड और टू एनी बडी हु हैज़ फॉलोड दिस क्रिकेट हु हैज़ फॉलोड वेमेंस टी ट्वेंटी वर्ल्ड कप श्रीलंका वॉज ऑल अबाउट चमारिया थापर टू एंड हर एक्सेलेंस वी डेड सी यू नो द सीनियर one another senior in in form of shashikala shrivardhane who stood for the team in the final game took four wickets uh, against bangladesh and that was their only victory in the side uh, but yes so we need more people we need at least two to three more players like chamaria tapar to in sri lankan side if they want to win um, good battles they are the young side i would say apart from two to three seniors in the squad more or less uh, you know the entire squad is pretty young 23 24 is the average but yes you cannot you know rely on just one player like i said in the like i said it for uh, bangladesh you cannot just rely on shashi kala or chamari uh, atapa to to close the game for you so now we come to the you know the new entrants the babies of uh, the world cup thailand <laughs> did they win everybody's hearts do you think definitely not the matches but yes uh, be it with their uh, batting performance be it with their bowling be it with the fielding or uh, you know be it with their dance moves uh, in the final games thailand uh, this this team was everywhere i was very surprised especially in the last match when they scored 150 odd runs against pakistan but again it was do or die match it was you know both the teams wanted especially thailand wanted to make go back home with with one win in their stride but uh, unfortunately you know the, because of rains we could not get the complete result uh, but again the, was very impressed with this whole bunch with, with the thailand women's cricket team indeed now before we look at the final prospect what is with the tournament planning that they have really not planned for a reserve day for the you know the semi finals and both semi finals being played on the same day well that's understandable but at least one reserve day is not kept and you're finally you're playing in mcg and you have to go from sydney to melbourne that's a big travel right in australia that's very surprising right if you look at the men's tournament new zealand would not even have made the final if this was the case you know if there was no Correct. reserve day I and mean, you can always argue it's a 50 over game and oh. all that but how short sighted yeah. is this from the organizers so uh, again there's lot of debate around this uh, since day before yesterday uh, probably from wednesday onwards there was this whole Uh, no question and debate going around uh, should there be a reserve day and why did the icc the organizers did not think of a reserve day when they they when they knew that it is going to be raining on throughout thursday which is the semi final day my personal opinion is that there should have been a reserve day it was again the games loss or uh, the cricket was a loser at the end because you would never want a side like england or You know, uh, India going into the semi-finals like this, and then the rain being a factor, so rain deciding your your fate for this entire tournament. Because the teams they practice for months, for years they put in their hard work and their efforts just for you know this particular moment. And when you are thrown into that moment, then rain interrupts, and there's no proper planning for that. I was very disappointed with the way things panned out. Again, I'm a cricket fan at heart uh, and that is the reason why it pinched me more because i definitely wanted to watch this game india england it's big stage it's a semi final game it's a world cup tournament and uh, you know probably icc will now look forward 
and uh, you know in the coming tournaments we might see a reserve day for the semi final games because there's lot of bash going around this lot of criticism going around and icc will definitely take take a note of it all right so now let's look at the two finalists so india and australia right so australia the traditional favorites also the let's say uh, historically the most strongly performing team correct but india who who you know as i called them the dark horses simply because you know they could have gone anywhere or nowhere but in this case they have done really well they have done really well to win all their <laughs> uh, league games so which was very important that they could come to the final but um, you know i see a few questions as far as the indian team mm-hmm. is concerned because they have shafali verma who's like really mm-hmm. really firing and now has reached the number 1 mm-hmm. ranking in the t20i batting rankings for women right but she has a equivalent yeah. in alisa healy yeah. on the other side so for me what really makes a difference is True. the middle order right the indian middle order is completely misfiring but australian middle mm-hmm. order is really good their number 3 down to number 6 everybody is you know either contributing in some form of the other in one of the matches but the indian batsmen seems to be you know missing there so what are your thoughts who do you think stacks up favorably going into the final again okay, it's a very good question uh, uh, but you know, we all know the answers you know the batters the openers from indian side shafali verma smriti mandana and then jemima rodrix and dipti sharma basically they batted so well that the medal orders did not get a chance to Uh, you know settle at the settle uh, at the stadium in the center and probably show what they are capable of harmanpreet did get few chances but she did not capitalize on those chances in the last game against sri lanka we did see some spark from a batting but again it was uh, a debate going around going forward for the final game you now i i definitely see harmanpreet call uh, in case if she gets to bat in case of the medal orders Uh, the openers that didn't bat well uh, i see her taking the charge and because she has uh, been the senior most uh, player in the side she has played a lot of games she has been through that situation before uh, we all know about the 171 knock against australia it was the decider game in the 2017 world cup she stood for the team and single handedly took the team you know across the line so uh, she has the capability it's just a matter of a day or two when she is given the opportunity the responsibility she takes she takes the charge and and makes the team win so we all are hoping for her to uh, stand up and take that one extra step forward and take india uh, far the line right and um, when it comes to bowling right a bunch of really interesting spinners on both sides good fast bowling to begin with right you have megan shoot versus shikha pande and it's still a very interesting battle i find it tough to choose between the bowling uh, sides but Correct. which bowling team do you think holds a bit more of an edge even though there is no elisa perry so we'll get to that in a point but as it stands australia or india do you think in bowling uh, again in bowling i would give uh, you know some brownie points to to india because they have won most of their matches courtesy their bowling performance at crucial junctures when india scored you know 130 120 it was their bowling which gave them uh, the desired win uh, so the bowlers even if you know india gets 130 or 140 on board harmanpreet and company you know are pretty confident about their bowlers that now you know they can easily win the win the tournament so 120 130 is also something which harmanpreet would definitely 
see it as a competitive total. Uh, and the reason she sees it because bowlers have time and again proved that you know they have that capacity to to win matches uh, if they have 120, 120, 30 on board. Uh, as far as bowling is concerned, my uh, the strong uh, uh, the strongest component I would say is is India. Interesting. So now we come to the question of Elisa Perry and how big her impact or her loss would impact the Australian team. What do you think about that? I see, Ellie Perry has played almost all the matches uh, for Australia in the T20 World Cup. So there was a stat which we had put on on female cricket's uh, Twitter handle, which is that 36 uh, matches has Ellie Perry played for Australia, and that is all the numbers. That is the total number of matches which Australia has played in the World Cup so far. Uh, yesterday was the only game when she she missed it out uh, due to the injury, and she because she is out of the the tournament now as far as the impact which she will have is is massive because uh, she is an all-rounder she uh, basically uh, contributes with both bat and the ball and also she is an excellent fielder so she uh, not being in the side is definitely a loss for the australian side but then you know australia is such a team that you know they don't rely on one person they don't rely on on one player, uh, either their bowlers will will come forward, or their batters, or the middle order, or their fielders will you know, ensure that their team gets part the line. So, from the Australian perspective, I'm sure they would be not too tensed about this whole uh, sequence of events which happened with Elipedi. But also, there's Delisa Kimmins uh, who replaced her in the tournament, and she's also a big striker. Of the ball, and also she was very handy with the with the bowling yesterday. So they do have replacements in place, but uh, you know, from the Indian perspective, uh, from an Indian fan, I would say it's a good sign for India that they don't have Delhi Perry in their side, who can you know turn the match uh, single-handedly uh, at her will. Uh, from an Australian perspective, it's not uh, too disappointing. It's not a matter of worry, I would say. All right, all right. So, you know, as a final uh, finals prediction, who do you think is going to lift the tournament? That's uh, again uh, <laughs> a question I would won't be able to answer because the way things have panned out, um, Australia have uh, have come from that defeat, and then yesterday they they were lucky, I would say, because the rain gods made sure that they played that twenty overs and. Uh, then there was only 13 overs left for the South Africans to play. Uh, also, the India England was washed out. Uh, who would have you know, expected that the semi-final number two would would ever happen? Uh, but it happened, and uh, there was again. I would say there was the, the Australian gods for sure. They want Australia team to win this. My favorites again would be Australia, given the past, the history which they have. Uh, from uh, just a second. Uh, from from 19 matches in the T20 that they have played so far, Australia have won 13 of them and uh, lost only six of them. Uh, also, in the World Cups, if you see, they have been at that position in in the World Cup finals for around six times. So they are definitely going to be the strong contenders uh, and of course the Australian favourites. 
right so you know i agree with you there that i can tell you that for me as an indian cricket fan my heart says india but you know looking at all the stats that you put together and also looking at the tournament form yeah i i would still put australia ahead so my head says australia so to say so all the best to both the women's teams going into the final and may the best team win right absolutely all right so all in all it's been a wonderful uh, tournament and a wonderful exhibition of uh, cricket that we got to see in australia and it's been a wonderful advertisement for you know women's cricket in general so i would say this tournament can be a you know a way in which at least for many of us who are not very familiar with the women's cricket game Correct. this uh, this tournament has been a real eye opener for us and uh, this would probably mean you know there may there are sometimes many men's international matches played which are without context or which really don't have too many meaning too much yeah. meaning so in such a case if you see maybe it's exactly the same day if a women's cricket match is actually happening we we really expect and we really hope the same cricket fan identifies the quality of cricket being higher in the women's match and switch over to the women's game so i really hope this is this uh, tournament has paved a way for this sort of a change in the mindset of the you know the average cricket fan so to say correct correct we all are hoping for a good india australia game and it get can't get any the finals can't get any better than this right uh, the whole objective of of mcg in getting no packed to fill the mcg the campaign by cricket australia i think now it is possible with indian australia uh, competing at this level earlier uh, had had there been south africa or england there would have been a, a bit of questions here and there uh, whether the mcg would get packed whether it would be a you know a, a houseful at mcg but with india and australia competing at that level i i see that happening 90000 plus people turning up at a stadium watching this game live and all credits for sure to, to cricket australia their, their team the media for the, making sure that this event gets the limelight it deserves all right indeed so uh, thanks a lot for your uh, guest appearance on our show and uh, it's been wonderful having somebody who has a very uh, unique uh, perspective on the women's cricket and uh, we hope to have you again and again mm-hmm. on our show guest appearing and uh, giving us a nice perspective as well as giving us updates from the women's world of cricket would you like to maybe um, give us a bit more detail about your website and how people can find you on the uh, social media platforms as well sure ajit uh, firstly thank you to you and the armchair cricket for inviting me this again female cricket like i said it's been there since last 4 years uh, we are available on on facebook on twitter on instagram on youtube uh, you just have to go and search for female cricket we also have a website which is femalecricket.com which primarily uh, hosts all the content that we do we do interviews we do feature articles we do summaries we do match analysis and previews and we are doing a lot of content for this entire you know t20 world cup there are a lot of statistical analysis which we also do uh, which goes on our twitter handle the twitter handle is i am female cricket or you, you can just go and type female cricket and you will see our logo over there and all the best way is to go to see uh, our website which is femalecricket.com and that is where you will find all the links to to our official uh, pages or official social media All right. Thanks a lot uh, Vishal. Thanks a lot for joining us and uh, we hope to have you soon once again. 
pleasure pleasure now moving on if you were to go to the trivia section quickly let's look at the trivia question from the previous episode the question was who is the only west indian wicketkeeper to have scored 100 and had four dismissals in an odi so elizabeth ds pati has got the answer right so the answer is shy hope this was against sri lanka in the first odi in the ongoing uh, tour of sri lanka from the west indies so the trivia question for this episode is can you name a pair of brothers in law currently playing men's international cricket so we know previously plenty of brothers in law have played international cricket we know wundappa shonath was the brother in law of sunil gavaskar similarly we had craig white who was a brother in law of dan leeman and even though these two played for different countries they were brothers in law so like this can you name currently a brothers in law pair that's playing international cricket you could write in with your answers to amchair.cricket@gmail.com or you could tweet your answer to us at amchaircricketpod or you could leave it as a comment in any of the uh, podcasting platforms or plat- podcasting applications you use to listen to our episode so i do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and you will tune in as we have plenty of cricket going on and plenty of things to discuss thanks a lot for listening have a great day bye bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast